from the block from the block Welcome to the first episode of From the Block podcast. We are kicking off the show with an amazing guest, Maela. She's an extremely talented singer and songwriter born in Prague. She spends most of her time in London, but often travels back to Czech Republic to work on various musical projects and artistic collabs. Recently, she's been shortlisted to represent her country on Eurovision 2023. Maela, welcome to the show. Hello, hello. <laughs> oh my goodness. So happy to be kicking off the podcast with you. Yes. And what a start, Maela. <laughs> so tell me more about this whole Eurovision craziness. Yeah, Eurovision was very, very crazy. Um, so... It happened very randomly, like uh, I was chosen to be part of the top five that were shortlisted to the wow. national finale. Yeah, it was really crazy. I didn't actually completely, you know, plan to do it. I did it kind of because I had a lot of contacts there, a lot of people that I met through the songwriting camps. Mm -hmm. And I sent uh, five of my songs to them because mm -hmm. I had a lot of songs lying around. I was like, why not? Yeah, I'm going to maximize my opportunity. Let's do it. And then they chose, the A&R team chose the only demo version <laughs> that I had lying around. And I had to finish the song in three weeks, oh, like mix, master, music video, everything. So it was honestly like the whole Eurovision experience was so like intense and oh, like wow. full on. Gosh. So, yeah. <laughs> what, what, was that um, in Prague or were you like finalizing the demo uh, in, in the UK and then record, uh, shooting music video here? Like where, how did you plan it? Like, first of all, in yeah. three weeks. <laughs> so first thing I, I did was called my producer, Stephen Ansel. And I was like, oh my God, Stephen, I got into Eurovision. Like, we need to finish it now. Oh so gosh. he's actually based in Brighton. So I like, we made a session like the next day, literally. Like he moved all his stuff, bless him, because he's really busy. And I just like went to Brighton for three days. We finished it. Amazing. the the actual song the production but there obviously then had to be mix and master and then as soon as that was done because then all the other things he could do over like you know we'd, I didn't have to be in the room with him so then I went straight to Prague to get ready because obviously I was filming a music video in Prague with my mm -hmm. really good friend Rui Okamura and uh, I had to go back to do like you know to practice the choreography for the performance to oh get the God, outfits yeah. together for the music video <laughs> and for the performance and Honestly, yeah, it was it was crazy. <laughs> oh my god! But it takes a village to like put together like a huge project like that. So For sure. I mean, like, uh, how do you even found people like last minute to yeah. help you to put it put it all together? Was it like you know you have them on the books or you just like I don't know? Did Eurovision guys help you at all? So I was actually the only artist that was that's completely independent without any like big management or anything like that. Oh, so I had me. to really source like through friends and people who are willing to help and like so luckily thanks to like already working with my, the director 
from my previous music video, Rui, he already had like an amazing team of people for uh, right. the video. And so I was able to work with those people again. Mm -hmm. So like, for example, I still worked with Eliška, the stylist again. So she already helped me even for the stage outfit because she was already yeah. helping for the music video. And so I made connections through there. Then obviously like my partner who also played there with me in the in the show and stuff. So he like really helps me even mentally, you know, to just like oh, yeah, get it course. all under control because it was a lot to think of. Wow. So it was it was intense, yeah, because honestly you could feel that um, you know, I didn't have such a huge team around me that can for example, take the phone calls. Like I literally had to take the phone calls Gosh. and do everything else. Like be wow. the manager and the artist at the same time. Oh my god! Oh my god! But honestly, well done, well done, Thank and you. Uh, being like one of the five shortlisted artists for a huge show such as Eurovision—it's such yeah. a huge, huge achievement. So yeah, well done, well done. Thank you. And um, uh, so yeah, so um, w musically and geographically, where do you work most? Like more often in like London or. or Prague or and where's your fan base mm -hmm. uh, uh, fan base based yeah yeah so uh, mostly in London to be honest uh, I went to Prague a lot lately because I also was on a tour on a quite a big Czechoslovakian tour I was supporting a Warner signed artist Adonis mm -hmm. and so we went through a lot of different towns in Slovakia and in Czech Republic so that made me like go back home to Prague again and then I was there for the Eurovision so actually this time I was home quite often but mm -hmm. now I'm coming back here because actually like really I'm more inspired creatively in London for sure like mm -hmm. the the songwriting process and everything feels much more natural here I feel like it's the open-mindedness here in this culture that mm -hmm. kind of makes me more excited about creating you can see a lot of cool artists here and it's just more multicultural and stuff which I actually really like so mm -hmm. I um I'm kind of more based here as for my fan base it's really random I think it's like getting better here, but it's obviously harder here. So obviously, mm -hmm. I think I would say that more of a fan base I have right now in Czech Republic. Mm -hmm. It was really cool because like I had a gig a few weeks ago and um, there was I had um, these two girls came down and they're actually Czech. Oh, living right. in London. Oh wow! And they knew all the lyrics to my songs. Oh my god! Because they found so out about me through Eurovision, right? So like <laughs> that was really cool. Like I had a lot of like Czech uh, fans that live in London that actually would come. So. You know, it, it is creating a bit of a community in a way. So cool. That's so, so cool. And um, uh, so, yeah, so you, uh, you've mentioned that, um, uh, you know, you you, uh, you are more stimulated creatively in London mm -hmm. because of uh, uh, the city being so multicultural. Yeah. So was it the, the main reason why you chose to move to London? Uh, yeah. when, when was that? It was 2016. Okay, so yeah. so was it like the the musical career that brought you here? Hundred percent, yeah. So I kind of grew up in a international school, so like I kind of grew up in a very international, you know, environment. Mm -hmm. So um, even though I'm Czech uh, completely, like my parents are Czech and everything, I grew up in Prague. I was still kind of shut away in like a very international environment. So like growing up with a lot of different nationalities made it, and in a basically English teaching system because yeah. I had all like the exams like IGCSE, IB, all of that was actually in English. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I kind of grew up in this like notion that I am going to be studying overseas 
at yeah. some point. And so I always kind of knew it's going to happen. And then it became more and more clear that it would be London because of the music industry and because yeah. of all the artists that I like that are from London and just, yeah, the language and everything. Because, you know, because of the fact that I am bilingual, it kind of just felt much more closer to me to continue in an English-speaking country. And Yeah, yeah. And yeah, so it just all made sense thanks to my background also. Right, right, right. Yeah. And uh, so how do you how do you feel like when you when you go back to, to Czech Republic, like to Prague? Does it feel like home or it is like home, but, you know... Uh... Yeah, yeah, it's it's funny because like it is home for sure. Like my whole family is there. I grew up there. Like it, Prague is definitely my home. Mm-hmm. Um, but London is also my home. It's like really, it's like, uh, it's such a, it's it's interesting. But you might have, I don't know if you have it similar that you've lived here in London for a while. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it's, you know, it's quite funny. Like uh, sometimes uh, I think like once you decide to migrate somewhere, right? Yeah. Uh, I think you need to be, you need to have your own identity, almost uh-huh. like be your own person. Yeah, in a way. for sure. Because like when I come back to Poland, uh, you know, I will have an accent. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, yeah. Like some kind of weird accent. Like people will know that I'm <laughs> Polish because <laughs> yeah. Polish is too difficult to speak fluently if you are if yeah. you are a foreigner, right? So they know, like, all oh, right, you are Polish. You clearly speak Polish, and what what's all? But you know, uh, I I yeah, I do have a bit of an accent. I think probably slightly in a different way um, because <clears throat> yeah, once you move to like very international place, mm-hmm. you just get that. Yeah, international mentality, not local. Yeah. Um, and and yeah, uh, I, it's hard to say. I think I think when I when I think home, I literally think home where I'm where I'm based, where yeah. I yeah, you know that where I sense, live. Yeah. Uh, but then there is the whole another area of sort of like having your identity that is coming from a certain heritage, having yeah. certain thoughts and exactly. like learnings so i mean how how do you feel about you being czech are you like her- <laughs> proud of your heritage or like yeah, how so, do you so i've always had a very identity crisis with being czech because exactly because of the fact that i was put into an international school since i was like two basically yeah um it really made me confused a lot of the mm-hmm. times like i never feel like I belong somewhere completely. Like here, mm-hmm. obviously I'm not British, obviously. And I don't feel like I'm British. When I'm in Prague, I don't really feel like I'm Czech because of that kind of upbringing. I mm-hmm. feel very like international. It's just hard to explain. But like, I really yeah. feel that um, I'm like from everywhere and it kind of makes sense wherever I am. But obviously there's a huge part of me that is very Czech. And when I find someone Czech, For example, in London, it's like so much fun because you have a lot of inside jokes that people just don't get. There's like yeah. a humor that's so specific to our yeah. culture, yeah. like just kind of self-deprecating and like very, <laughs> I don't know, it's just very like dark humor and like all that is very specific to Czech people, like complaining all the time and stuff and only like Czech people get it. And like that's where that's where like when I have a conversation like that with someone, I really feel like the Oh, I'm so happy. Like I feel so Czech right now. Yeah. So there are moments where that really brings me like closer to my country and stuff. But as a, as a general thing, I feel much more like, like international. I don't know if that's it's really yeah. weird to describe, but I think people who move out from their country or go through like this yeah. bilingual thing, they might 
have the, a similar thing yeah 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 you kind of you kind of <laughs> have to because you just kind of leave the place that you call home and then you move on and then exactly. you know you just have to blend yourself with a new culture and then ultimately build your own sort of little identity but it's funny what you say about like you know this this sort of heartwarming feeling when you uh find like your um community abroad yeah yeah uh, sure. i i i just uh, th- that's basically this feeling sort of brought me to sort of come come up with the concept for the podcast yeah, because yeah. um we are all I, I do do feel like a connection with all people from from eastern europe in general eastern yeah. or central europe if you like there are discussions like where is central where yeah, is yeah. east whatever <laughs> um but basically you know people who are from the block <laughs> yeah yeah uh, from the ex uh, soviet bloc countries yeah. uh, and and I wouldn't be surprised if you told me that, you know, most of your friends grew up in the block or yeah. like you, you grew up in, a, you know, the, the blocks, the flats yeah, that, yeah. We, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that we all like sort of um, grew up in. So that's, that's yeah, we all, you know, people who like somewhere grew up yeah. in that, that block. Um but um yeah i do feel that link and um but i did realize that since i moved to london mm-hmm. uh, i i uh, sort of connected with a lot of different communities mm-hmm. uh and and i thought it's so so like nice to have this little family abroad right yeah and i started looking for our eastern european community and i didn't find many places where mm-hmm. that would like represent us yeah i agree um and and I just just why is this so? Because like there are so many of us. I know. I agree. And I I I think and I hope that it's slowly changing. Yeah. Also because uh, you know the uh, obviously there were migrants from Eastern Europe uh, since ever uh, mm-hmm. in 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 London, but I think the 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 biggest sort of. Um, flux of people happened around 2005 when they okay. reopened the borders European Fair. Union etc so and, and now well we are just coming close to like 20 years yeah. since that happened so that means that we are starting to have a generation yeah. young generation of, of teenagers who are like you know looking for the identity community uh, and I do see slowly slowly like little Eastern European hubs being created yeah. around the around the town which is which is great yeah, yeah because it is true. exactly that feeling I'm looking for I yeah, want to connect yeah. you know with the community so yeah so yeah it's I'm, I'm glad that you uh that you say that and and uh yeah I definitely feel the same sometimes be torn of like oh who am I I'm a little bit of like a weirdo that comes from everywhere and yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> uh but but yeah equally definitely there are there are like-minded people I yeah. like connecting with um cool um so uh what do you have any funny stories of like from when you moved to to <sighs> London something I don't know um uh, funny language but is uh funny stereotypes yeah (laughs) there's definitely like there was a lot of cultural shocks in a way i just gotta think of something um there was oh oh no i I actually really need to think about it (laughs) oh no no, it's crazy it's okay i i I will start my first sort of cultural shock when i when i moved to london uh well i was surprised they are less popular now but at the time uh in the bathrooms they had two tabs at least Oh. I still can't figure this out. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> Why on earth would you yeah. have a tap that pours just icy cold water yeah. and yeah. another one that just burns your hair? Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean, yeah. I literally... That's true. That's also, yeah, something that I'm not used to. Even just like the light switch.
witches, they're completely different, right? They're like the little yeah. ones. Like, <laughs> I really did not understand that either for a while. There's yeah. so many, even like the three, like when you put the the charger inside, yeah. the plug, and there's like that kind of like triangle thing, like yeah. the three, and it's like, why is that extra one there? Like, <laughs> Yeah, why do you need this for? Yeah, there's a lot. There's even like just with food, like for example... Um, like food because you know you're used to for example going out and maybe like eating later and I feel like here everything closes really soon like the food True, closes yeah. like I don't know like at 10 you can't get food anymore and like most yeah. like European places you can still get a nice meal after 10 or yeah. you know things like this where it's like really a bit of a a bit of a culture shock for sure yeah or like going out for a pint straight after after work and yeah, like having a liquid I know. dinner i and know then, yeah 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 and, and then like my, my first sort of experiences of, of of like doing that i just thought like oh my god i can't handle a, a pint like yeah. I, I just didn't have any food yes. um but yeah and people were like saying oh you're from eastern europe you should <laughs> like be able to handle everything they like, always say this yeah yeah, but I'm like, I'm literally like so not Eastern European in that, that sense. I just, no, I'm very, very lightweight. Yeah, same. Same, same with cold. Like people mm-hmm. say like, oh, you should be used to cold, but like. Yeah, I get I that a lot. You should be used to cold because you're from Eastern Europe, but like, no, no. <laughs> I hate cold. Yeah, yeah. And also like we do get like really hot summers, don't we? We do. Like, uh, yeah, we hotter. really do. We really have hot summers. Like it's much hotter than here. Yeah. Like for sure. Like London is much more like monotone kind of with its weather. Yeah. Like it goes a bit colder, obviously. Da, 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 da. But in like, I feel like exactly like in Czech Republic, for example, Prague, it really gets like really hot in the summer yeah. and then like really cold in the winter. Like it has extremes kind of. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And um, yeah, I definitely like if I can choose between really, really hot summer and really 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 cold winter definitely go for summer 100 <laughs> percent. yes um, indeed yeah yeah <laughs> i mean it's it's funny there are so many like you know little stereotypes that are not true at all <laughs> i know i know it's true but yeah yeah it's um it's it's funny in a way but um yeah there are there are certainly you know people who uh uh yeah it can handle a drink it can handle cold (laughs) (laughs) but definitely doesn't apply to us all um do you use eastern european influences in your music creative process or Mm -hmm. uh you know everything that you make you as an artist so i actually really love or i look up to the film industry in czech republic uh, Mm -hmm. back in the day more like for example milos forman he's like one of my huge inspirations obviously amazing yeah i mean it doesn't translate directly into my music but he always inspired me as like a story as like someone to look up to because he honestly like he emigrated and he created a whole i mean he's one of the most respected i mean unfortunately he died a few years ago but he's one of the most he was one of the most respected directors in hollywood and Mm -hmm. created huge movies that really like influenced the film industry and so people like that really really inspire me and um there's a lot of amazing films like really actually like i'm very inspired by film industry generally (laughs) like even though i'm a musician and i actually really gain a lot of influence from music i would say that my music influence is usually the uk or the us Mm -hmm. um but like with films i sometimes prefer like even european filmmakers and um or obviously Americans, but um, yeah, European filmmakers have just this kind of like edge yeah. because they, we went through the whole like, you know, communism and like yeah. a lot of um, bad, like suppressed emotions were there mm-hmm. and and stuff like that. And I feel like 
that kind of there was like a subculture that was created thanks to that regime yeah. that created really cool like films and art yeah and so there i really see a lot of inspiration yeah yeah um it's so so cool that you're bringing up you know eastern european and european in general filmmaking because yeah you're right like uh, uh, and also during, during like soviet union people were not free completely to yeah, express their exactly. thoughts so exactly. they created this sub language yeah. metaphorical sort of ways of expression of what how they really felt about things yeah uh but yeah sometimes you know it's weird like how actually painful experiences push people to to like to stimulate their creativity i know it's uh yeah and 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 yeah there is there is a lot of um a lot of like cool stuff like the artistically that has been produced uh during like um soviet times because then yeah. people were like they were free in their creativity that was the yeah. only free place where exactly um but yeah i also now uh like noticed that because a certain time passed from like the painful uh, Soviet times yeah. some people look back and like just um, pick up on those little things that are becoming like a part of um you know trends or subculture yeah. or like um uh, i've um uh, i've seen like recently a lot of like brutalistic sort of uh-huh. art yeah um, true or um you know those uh, whether there are like photographs or i'm personally very much into collecting polish movie posters okay that's cool um and and it's it's uh, it's already like and bec- it's becoming more and more popular and mm-hmm. i and i'm starting to see like people at galleries in london that they yeah. start selling it yeah but I usually go to back to Poland and buy them much cheaper. Yeah, of course, <laughs> of course. But yeah, like um, uh, yeah, because it's, it's it's coming from the you know Soviet propaganda poster yeah. uh, technique. Yeah. Um, and uh, and yeah, and there was um, so so that that's one style, and obviously uh, Polish school of poster is is like evolved and uh, and until now when there is a new movie release, they will sort of like redo the poster in their own like way. It's usually like some kind of drawing and mm-hmm. like graphics. Um, some of them look a little bit pop arty. Some of them they look uh, yeah. Well, there are different styles different artists have different styles but I really really love collecting them that's cool though <laughs> yeah, yeah that's very cool uh, it, it is something that stayed from like you know old uh, communist times where uh, you know uh, yeah people had to have the, a completely different culture to, to the west but yeah yeah um, for sure um, and cool okay so what is coming next for for you Maela what for you? me so I'm actually really focusing on having gigs because uh, I really want to build more of a fan base here in London. Mm-hmm. And I already have a lot of music ready. Um, so I'm just taking a little bit of time to figure out uh, when I want to release because I want to pr- create some cool visuals and stuff. And I want some time to think about it. I was kind of after releasing my last EP and then the whole Eurovision in which I had to also release another song it was like release 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 mm-hmm. so right now i'm like doing the opposite and taking a bit of time to kind of like just focus on the stuff that i'm going to be releasing and creating like a cool package mm-hmm. and more putting more time into performing i just really feel like you know playing live is a completely different thing and it's just so 
like I love performing live. I feel like it really showcases you as an artist in the in the best possible way because it really shows your personality, the energy, and I think that's really important to just keep playing and getting uh, you know new fans, meeting people, and stuff like that. Oh, so oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, what is your is performing live like your fav- favorite favorite part of um, uh, music or like what's your favorite element (laughs) (laughs) it depends when like it's a some i have a phase where i prefer being in the studio and writing and i have a phase where i feel like performing usually i feel like more um performing when i'm not really inspired where i'm kind of like uh i don't feel like writing all the time i just want to like do the music i want to like feel like actually put it out of my kind of body in a way or i'm like really inspired and i just want to keep writing so it really like depends and right now i'm in the phase where i just want to where i'm kind of learning a lot of production again so I'm like learning and performing and it's like a bit of a different different kind of vibe I think it just changes yeah yeah so uh, yeah it's 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 understandable sometimes it's like uh it may depends on on a on a project as well right exactly uh but yeah that's that's really cool um where people can find you oh yeah London fans can find <laughs> you <laughs> can find me on Instagram where I'm like the most active I'd say and you can find me under the uh, name Myla Music mm-hmm. or Spotify Myla or I have a website also mylamusic.com and um yeah tiktok i'm trying (laughs) (laughs) i am trying i mean it is to be honest i like tiktok i think it's fun it's just sometimes there's a bit of too much pressure to like be on it because i actually like it like i think it's Mm -hmm. cool to express yourself visually i think it's fun and why not so um so yeah my tiktok is i think actually myla official couldn't get my Myla music uh, name, oh, unfortunately. No. Yeah, put official, <laughs> put official. Make us make a standpoint, you know. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, no, um, definitely, uh, you know, I will follow you everywhere. Uh, I'm not that much on TikTok, but um, yeah, sure. I, will, I will have a look just for the sake of seeing what you, <laughs> yeah, yeah. what you are up to on TikTok. But yeah, <laughs> uh, and looking forward to your next. Uh, gig yeah uh, locally hopefully more gigs uh, to, uh, for london fans and yeah thank you so much for coming and joining the podcast thank you so and, much uh, yeah keeping my fingers crossed yes. uh, uh, for you and yeah well done well done thank you so much <laughs>